everybody. Hello, we're back. Hold my bread, back from the dead. I'm your host, Matt Backus. We're back, a.k.a. it's me, Elon Thrust, a.k.a. the Big Schmooze, a.k.a. Ranch, because I be dressing. Uh, we got a new co-host. It's just me and Joel Wachowski in the house. We're making money. It's gonna rain. We got finances on the brain. Yee. It's hold my bread. We're in the red. Follow us from financial dread. Matt Backus will help you make stacks. Joel Walkowski will help you make bank. That pole lock is built like a tank. But there's still some good knowledge in his brain. It's Hold My Bread. We're talking money. Well, welcome to Hold My Bread. I am so excited to be here. I am the new host of this podcast. I am Joel Walkowski from the great city of Detroit. And just like my city, I have pulled myself out of financial ruin. I am here to share that knowledge. We are here to embark on a journey of investing together. That's right. Couldn't be happier. We got a new format. We're gonna do a lot of new. Se- we got new segments. We're gonna. Uh, it's more, much more structured. We have a plan. We have a game plan here. Um, Joel, what is different on the podcast this time? Well, um, I don't know if we have any previous listeners. I was a guest a few times. You were one of the good, one of the better guests too. Yeah, and I think rather than talking about the stock market and general finance tr- news, finance news trends, whatever, which we will cover a little bit, but. Yeah, I mean, when a Wall Street executive kills his mistress, we will be covering that. Mm-hmm. Um, Friends, we'll be there. When, um, you know, the head of a Fortune 500 company is me too we are there for Absolutely. it to make those snarky remarks. We are here for a podcast for two reasons. To ruin our future careers on SNL and <laughs> to make some money. That's right. So every week, um, as a piece of performance art, because this isn't financial advice for you to follow, we will be making investments to make a portfolio look a certain way in compliance with the SEC, not insider trading laws. <laughs> yeah, we're not breaking any laws here. This is all legal. This is just for us to do and you to take part in. We're going to be very transparent with our money to the most, for as much as we can. So every week we will be doing a, investing in two different stocks. We will be telling you how much we're investing. And the goal of this podcast, with eventually your Patreon, is to... Make a million dollars. Yeah, we're gonna make a million dollars. Hopefully, and we're gonna uh, use that money to throw a party, and uh, you know, maybe you can come. Who knows? Yeah, if you contribute to the Patreon, you can come to the party. You will be on a boat. I will let you touch my muscles. I know this is a podcast, <laughs> so you can't see me. But um, just to put it in in context for you, a blind man once touched my shoulder. And he said, when I touch your body, it feels like I'm touching a horse. <laughs> Is that true? That's 100%. I believed true. it, actually. I didn't even have to ask if it was true. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. I, um, yeah, so we got a lot of stuff planned. We are going to start a Patreon. I mean, that's obviously going to come with time. Um, but we uh, we want your emails. We want your uh, messages. Um, feel free to, uh, you know, don't give us any, uh, don't get us in trouble with the law. But any uh, advice, any thoughts you have on our strategy and what we're doing, well, I'm open to it. I think this is important because we need, you're 28. Yeah. I'm, I just turned 33. Right. And our generation is kind of in financial crisis. You see some, like student loans have become a dialogue, but home ownership, not having children, like a lo- our generation is not achieving many of the financial or even life benchmarks by previous generations. Right. And we're the first group of like, American adults to not do that. Right. So, you know, I think investing needs to be a bigger part of 
our young people culture. Right. And it's cool to see these apps investing. So, you know, you're not, if you're listening to this, odds are you won't have a retirement. We see our parents, they're hitting 63, 65, 70 years old. They're getting a social security benefits between like $800 and $1,300 a month. They have 401ks from their, their employers. And I think it's a safe bet to, that that's not going to be around for us. So the best thing you can do is every month you put a couple hundred dollars into the market, just like it would be your cell phone bill or your MTA bill, your groceries. And that's the best thing you can do. Right. Count that money is gone, but it's not gone. It's just for the future. You invest in yourself. Yeah. And really, like, I I changed my life with investing. I'm not a rich person. I'm a broke stand-up comic in New York. But I work blue-collar jobs. I rent apartments. But every month, like, I, I was 25. I had no money to my name. Like, literally, I was living in a van I couldn't pay my cell phone bill. I was stealing food to survive. And I just grew up like my parents are terrible financial role models. My dad runs out of money constantly. So I'm terrified. So, you know, about five years ago, rather than pay down my student loan debt, I started putting a couple hundred dollars in the market. And, you know, now I have $70,000, which isn't a life-changing amount of money, but it's a safety net. Like, if I get sick, if I crash my car, if something happens to my family members, I'm fine. Right. And this wasn't, like, me having a lump sum. Like, full disclosure. You built. Full disclosure, I did inherit $10,000 from a crippled aunt. She died. Because she was crippled. Oh, and I I earned that money. Like, she had a caretaker who took advantage of her. He stole her car. Oh, my God. And Christmas Day, I went over to his house. I stole the car back. I admonished him in front of his family. On Christmas Day? Yeah. Hell of a Christmas morning. Yeah, I gave my aunt her car back. Later on, I helped her make peace with my father before she died. So I think that's worth about $10,000. Absolutely. Like, I inherited it, but I earned it. Yeah, yeah. Accosting a man in front of his family, that's at least five grand. Yeah, and Christmas morning, that's like a $1,000 bonus right there. and like $4,000 making peace with your sibling before you die. Exactly. That is my invoice. Yeah, exactly. That checks out. So I put that money into a company called Wealthfront. They're doing a good job, but this podcast is, we're going to be making the investments in specific stocks we're going to gauge how they're doing. We're going to say why we're investing in them. And hopefully you will contribute. Hopefully you'll see us be stupid, make good decisions, bad decisions. Ups, and downs. It's the stock market. We're going to be all over. It's going to be ups, downs, smiles, and frowns. And uh, we're eventually going to be able to be financial figures in this town. That's right. We're going to, we are on the Wall Street, so we are out here in these uh, streets of Wall. I'm out here trying to get a new apartment. I want a new apartment. I got goals. I'm trying to make money so I can move into a nice apartment so I don't have to die in my shitty windowless room. And I talk about like that stability, but that's like something anyone can do. I made no good decisions when it comes to investing. I'm terrible, and Matt, I think you might be worse. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I'm uh, not the best, but I'm not the worst. So I think the origin story of this is, you know, every once in once in a couple of years, you will get a feeling of, like, put your money down. Right. I had this feeling once before 2008. The Giants were playing the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I got my student loan check for $4,000. I wanted to put on the Giants money line, plus 900. 
I didn't do it. Oof, and we all know how that ended. The Giants won. Giants won in spectacular fashion. And I, I got my degree. I got my debt. But, uh, you know, a few months back, there was a stock hitting the market. And just seeing the way people changed the modification of their lives, we could tell that this stock was going to be a good option because it was beyond burger. People are starting to eat healthier. People are worried about climate change. And the worst contributor to climate change is... Cows. Cow. Beef, baby. The beef industry is terrible. Like, if you drive along the 5 freeway in California... You'll see these stockyards. It's horrifying, and like, is that where a lot of the cow? Is that where a lot of beef comes from? Uh, beef is Midwest. Beef is California. Beef is everywhere, and it's taking up our land. It's taking up our water. Like the metrics on how much water it takes to produce a pound of beef is pretty galling. And huh. so, for a lot of reasons, people are looking for alternatives to meat. And Beyond Burger is probably the biggest name in the industry right now. hundred percent. It's got great. Uh, not this is an industry term. Great optics on Beyond, really, really great name recognition. I mean, I feel like people. You say Beyond, and people that don't know anything about anything have at least heard about it. Uh, and it's being it's involved in all these like Dunkin' Donuts and uh, all these you know um, places. There's places all over Brooklyn that sell Beyond Meat burgers. It's it's everywhere. Yeah, and so it was going public. I think about maybe what four or five months ago. Yeah, yeah. And I was very hot on the stock. I think I talked to you about you it. You got me hyped up about I it. Talked to friends, and I talked to family, and uh, even I talked to my wealth friend. I was like, "Will you put money in this for me?" And they're like, "No, we're a computer. You can't tell us what to do." <laughs> <laughs> and I got like all my family's money. I got like five grand from my mom. I got the five grand myself. I put it into my my trading account. It was going public. It was going to open for twenty one dollars. Yeah. But the day it opened, the price was $45. It shot up immediately, like 40 yeah. And, you know, you look at the, you know, Beyond is a great brand, but they're losing money. Mm-hmm. I know Tyson Foods with a lot of the infrastructure for distribution and warehousing, they pulled out and they were going to start a competitor. And it seemed like a lot of this hype was geared by the celebrity involvement in it. Right. People look at it as a, as a like a trendy stock where it's not actually valued. It's overvalued because it's trendy. Yeah, like I'm a basketball fan and I know like Chris Paul and Kyrie Irving were they got in the stock when it was in like the teens because you have that like when you're investors like us like we don't have access to get in on the ground floor of these things. Right. When something hits IPO, there is the couple months in advance of people buying it up and getting involved beforehand. Right. So the stock hit the market at forty-five. You know, I still have ten thousand dollars ready to go, and I didn't pull the trigger. Yeah. And of course, I missed out on it too. Devastated. Yeah, I haven't. Got, I haven't kept up with what the stock's been doing. Yeah, or... I've, I got blinders on. I can't look at it. It's too much. It's like literally quadrupled or. It's, Matt, what is the present day price of uh, the Beyond Burger stock? One, uh, it's gonna be like one one eighty something. Okay, present day stock B Y N D. Which you see, you know, the stock has done so well. You see Dunkin' Donuts using the B Y N D in the marketing of it. Uh huh. So. Yeah, B, yeah, exactly. It is strange to see them advertising using the stock ticker uh, name. It's it's an interesting because people know that and they don't even realize it. So it came out Thursday, May 2nd, and it opened at 45, it closed at 65, and present day it is 
Yeah. So that would easily be that's twenty thousand dollars. I don't have. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah, it's, it's not something I think about. I've never. It doesn't keep me awake at night. I've never th- contemplated this transaction while holding a razor in my bathtub. <laughs> yeah, I uh, definitely doesn't. I don't think about that when I'm laying in my bed uh, in my terrible apartment. How it could have changed my life. Yeah, you know? this investment didn't cause me to write a tear-filled letter to my dog and cat saying goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, that's part of the podcast, too, is though. We're not going to make that mistake again. We're yeah. not doing that again. Lesson learned. Like, when you know something, you know something. Yeah. Pull the trigger on it. Even if you're wrong, like, go down trusting your instincts rather than, you know, second-guessing yourself. Right. At least that's the confident man's move. Yeah. Hey, I'm a confident man now. I learned my lesson. Yeah. We're going to... So this podcast, we're literally going to put our money where our mouth is. Yeah. We'll be trading for the purposes of entertainment only. Uh, also making money. I'm trying to make some goddamn money. Yeah, you know, I just don't want the SEC to come at me. I don't know if it's the Security and Exchange Commission or even the Southern Football Conference. Either of them. <laughs> I don't fuck with them. Yeah. I have the most respect for them. Please stay away. I think I just saw a running back go by outside. Yeah, Nick Saban's going to beat my ass <laughs> for insider trading. <laughs> only I'm allowed to do that. Yeah, they no. should actually merge where, like, if you get caught for, like, insider trading, you just go to Alabama practice, they run you through Oklahoma drills. <laughs> what would be a better punishment for Martha Stewart? Like, two years in, like, a minimum security country club, like, setting? Bougie or, prison. Or doing two-a-days in Alabama Why up against uh, Quinn Williams? See how she does. Yeah, take a couple of charges. And, like, so I am a, I'm an investor. I'm a sports gambler. So, like... I always, I lost this fall. I lost this autumn. I lost on Beyond. I lost on the Boston Celtics. And in both cases, you have one common denominator: Kyrie Irving. That's right. The world is flat. So is my financial record. Thanks to you, <laughs> Kyrie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, he apologized for the uh, world. The world is flat thing, but he hasn't apologized for the Beyond thing. So we're waiting on that one still. The Beyond thing. I bet the Celtics Bucks to go over five and a half games. It is just nightmare after it was a bloodbath. Nightmare, and like, I want to be a fan of Kyrie Irving. Uncle Drew is one of the best family films of this generation. Wow, big words. Yeah, absolutely. Reggie Miller's in it. That's got to be good. Reggie Miller's not only in it; he's good in it. He he gives he acts. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. He plays a blind man. Oh, really? Yeah. A blind man with a shot. Yeah, he tu- he's actually the man who touched me and said I felt like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, yeah, Kyrie Irving will still be waiting for our pod uh, for our apology. If you want to come on the podcast, feel free. Uh, yeah, tell us how to invest our millions of dollars. Yeah. And be like, oh yeah, just buy a loft space in Dumbo. It's like, ah, we're not in the yeah. club, Kyrie. Yeah, I don't have twenty million dollars. I don't even have. A million, to be perfectly honest yeah. with you. Yeah, wow, well, you, oh, that's great. Well, you did just say you have, what, 70000 75000 Yeah, great. but I can't touch it. Like, yeah, yeah, of course not. You have to pay taxes on it if you pull it out, so it's like, yeah, you know, it's not worth it. Right. And it messes up everything. Like, I pulled out 5000 to pay for my knee surgery two years ago, and I'm not rebounded from it. Yeah, but that'll come. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um. Yeah, well... What um what podcast what uh, what what's our first stock picks of the uh, of the pod? You invested something. I invested something. Uh, or I, we invested uh, in a couple different things. You have uh, so work. I have do work. work. Let's get that work. Do and work. 
And so there is a company. I think a lot of us use it. It is Slack. It's big. I, it's I mean, it's it's like there's like what are there a couple? There's like Google, like like G Chat. There's Slack. I think Microsoft has their own thing. But I feel like everybody I talk to, all these people that we know that work in Midtown, that work in Brooklyn, they all got these hip jobs. They're all talking. They're all talking smack on Slack. Yeah, and you know, you just see that Slack is in a little bit of trouble these days. Like Slack hit the market a few months back. It's been selling around $38 a share mm-hmm. once it opened at like 27 So it was doing well. It was holding steady around those numbers. But the first profits came out, and people weren't happy with the quarterly reports. There's some shareholder lawsuits. What's that? What are those? Do you know what that's about? Um, I don't think they were honest with their profits when they were coming to market. Uh, misleading. And but really, I don't think it's a company you're looking for to be like tremendously profitable. Like I see its utility in the workplace. I think it has its like its station. It's going to be where it is. Like people use it. It's right. ingrained in business. Right. People around our age, they've come up using Slack as a business tool. Absolutely. And they're going to be like loyal to it. And if they if it, the first 3 months aren't great, like look down the line, 5 years, I think it will exist. I think it'll be thriving. I think it has name recognition for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like when you talk, people there's all these dialogues. Everyone has their workplace Slack. They have their fantasy football Slack. And they have their WhatsApp, but their WhatsApp, if you're like you and me, like it's filled with so many anonymous dick pics. There's no reason to use that. <laughs> yeah, that's not work. It's that's NSFW, you know? Yeah, you know, WhatsApp has two purposes, communicating with a Hasidic landlord or... <laughs> <laughs> Does your landlord use... Did landlords use Slack? Uh, landlords will only talk to you on WhatsApp, and you can only put down a deposit on on Slack. It's so weird wow. how these are used in the real estate industry. That is interesting. I wonder why that is. WhatsApp it's... keeps no records. Oh, that's why. Oh, it's so crazy how... That's like the that's like the equivalent of like cash-only bars and stuff like that. We're like, we do cash-only here. It's like, why is that? And you're like, uh, for reasons. Yeah, you know, the other slimy thing, I'm seeing a lot of coffee shops, they're card only. What? what? But that doesn't seem like it would be, like, wouldn't that be, wouldn't you want to be cash only? Because card is, card is like harder to lie about. Yeah, absolutely. I think, who lines up to pay their taxes? I mean, <laughs> people are going to, you're going to have to work for it. Make them work for it. Yeah, I mean that just made, we, well, you really want a receipt of every transaction. You're gonna charge me for the extra shot in my quad shot oat latte, and you're gonna let the IRS take a piece of that. <laughs> I've seen, I've been in this coffee shop location. Three different coffee shops have been there. Paying taxes is not the way to sustain your business. Not if you're a coffee shop either. I'm talking about one specific place on Wilson Avenue. But <laughs> <laughs> there's like a, you know there are those cursed businesses. It's like on Flushing Wilson. There's been like four different coffee shops in there in the past year. There are those places that, like, for whatever reason, that location can't sustain anything. Like, uh, there's places like in every city where an open a place opens. Uh, there's a place. There's a building in uh, off the Bedford L in Williamsburg, and there's like a walk place. It's like right in the corner, prime real estate, walk to walk. Opened up. It was great. We ate there a couple times. It's closed. That spot is empty. It's like crazy how that's like for right in the corner. It should be huge and nothing can stay there. Well, New York is broken. You go to Williamsburg, it couldn't be more over. The places where people actually go spend money, the benchmark spots that like made Williamsburg a destination for this yuppie takeover that's happened. Like we want to be finance guys, even though they've ruined like the best neighborhood in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah, but places like Enid's are closing, Matchless is closing. Like, these places are gone, and yeah. like that's because, back to the real estate thing, there is, like, protections since July 15th for tenants. There's no protections for commercial spaces. Oh, right. Yeah, so, like, landlords are free to upcharge whatever. They're locking into, like, 15-year leases. Like, we're comedians, dog. UCB just closed because of a bad real estate deal. Right. Right, right, right. They were like, because they can just raise the rent and be like, yeah, you pay us $30,000 a month now, and there's nothing that they can do to stop them. And then they can just, and they don't have that tax. I think it's in Europe, maybe, or maybe in the UK, there's like a tax where it's like, if your building sits empty, you have to pay a penalty for that to incentivize people to not leave buildings empty because it hurts the neighborhood to leave them empty. It looks like bit shit. And yeah, and you know, if nothing else, like if you let your building sit empty in New York City, the appreciation and value will pay your mortgage if you look at the math that way. Right. So just, I know I went on a real estate tangent, but even no, 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 it's, like it's all about finance. Bro. When I take a deposit, you putting down the money doesn't take the apartment off the market. The apartment doesn't get taken off the market until I put it in Slack. So that communicates to 500 people, to everyone at my company, that the apartment is yours. And if I see Slack doing that utility, I think it's going to come out the other way. Right. It's also fun. Like Slack, you can give yourself little nicknames. What's but, your Slack nickname? Well, people hate it. In the, <laughs> in the, in the, in, when, the, when the Epstein case broke, I changed my Slack name to Little St. James. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not... Yeah, people aren't going to like that one. Well, people don't get it. Like, real estate agents are, for the most part, pretty dense. Like, you talk Epstein with them, they're like, who's that? Is that a landlord? <laughs> yeah, what, do, what does he own? Like, I was like, oh, he's got beautiful properties. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> he's got this shack with a pyramid painted on it. Like, that's what they'll talk about. <laughs> uh, like, you could, like, take a real estate agent from my company to Epstein's Island and see, like, the bunks for like multiple children they'll be like oh it's sleep six <laughs> isn't that great and you're like all right that's a bit suspect you're like no no it's it's roomy no it's bad oh who lists this yeah so yeah and like, <laughs> i can sell this and now it's like the, the story's fading people are like who's little saint james yeah isn't that crazy nobody talks about it anymore nobody yeah and i split all the business with my girlfriend so when she takes a deposit she has to go like i took a, a deposit at 202 knickerbocker with and then i'll get a text like what's your stupid slack name it's like gabby you got you're not following the epstein trial close enough <laughs> you should know uh yeah well uh i feel like that's like uh, people with like the Venmo requests and Venmo payments. I I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm gonna get in trouble with the stuff I post for paying people with things. It's all lies. Yeah, it's just like bullshit. I mean, this week we saw a comedian get canceled for comments on a podcast. You know, I think it's a complicated issue that we're not gonna solve here. No, definitely not. And like, I want I don't really want cancel culture to continue, but I would like someone to get canceled for a Venmo like <laughs> caption. <laughs> Uh, well, I paid uh, Jeff Weschelsmith for five dollar beer for five dollars, and he typed in child pornography, <laughs> and, and I submitted it because I'm not going to let him win. And every <laughs> every comedian in New York City has a Venmo transaction for child pornography. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if but, you don't have a Venmo transaction with a, with the caption child pornography. You are not a New York City comedian. <laughs> well, my whole defense is like, it's $5. You can't pay. That's $5. It's not going to be $5. It's way more expensive than that, I would imagine. I want to see this tri go to trial. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And well, I think, uh, so we live in New York City, and I think there's an advantage to 
you know, you see trends start in New York, yeah. in L.A., and they spread throughout the country. Uh-huh. We and, even for fashion, all of that stuff starts. I feel like it starts here. And it's like the same logic. Like we see Beyond Burger, we see Impossible Burger being sold everywhere. And like bef- that before, like fast food places were selling it, it was everywhere in Brooklyn. Right. It was everywhere in Los Angeles. You and I wouldn't ate two Beyond Burgers in one day. I think. Absolutely, we went on a little Beyond tour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was very fun. But you're right. Absolutely. I mean, this stuff like that hit. Stuff hits here first. And, and then, I think Slack is similarly ubiquitous. Like. You talk to a white-collar person at the bar, they're bringing up Slack. They have mm-hmm. a workplace Slack. Mm-hmm. There's a March Madness discussion of it. Yeah. And I think, like, our tools, we're not going to change them. There's so much change over. They occupy that place in the market. And I think getting it at $27, it's down to 25 I put in $330 for $317 for 11 shares. It's down to 311 but... That's a long-term play. That's not something you're going to pump and dump. You're going to hold that for five years. You're going to wait for the company to stabilize, maybe get acquired by someone, but I think it'll be all right long-term. Yeah. Um, I think I mean, I mean, think it's a safe bet. Who knows? Obviously, only time will tell, but I put uh, $50 in uh, my... This is my stock of the week, Synch- uh, Synchronos Technology. SNCR. I put fifty dollars in there. And you know, you do want to invest in companies you can't pronounce the name of. That's right. You know, that's how you know. That's how you know they're Synchronos? good. Synchronos. Synchronos. S y n c h r o n o s s. Synchronos. Sec Technologies. They're like a cloud. It's like a cloud-based computing technology th- uh, enterprise company. I'm just trying to use all these buzzwords. Um, they're like connected devices globally. It's like a uh, cl- personal cloud, transferring documents, that sort of thing. Uh, I believe Verizon uh, uses them, or or they're. I think believe they're they, Verizon is a client of theirs or something. Um, they had like a an earnings report come out that uh, looked pretty good, but people po- people are like the, it dropped the there was a big pullback on the stock, and I think it's just because people are afraid that because uh, a big client pulled out like a big some million dollar uh, company sold a bunch of shares. There's a big share sell off of this company, which I think made people a little scared. So I think the stock dropped because of that, and that is why I invested because I think fear is a motivator. And I'm going to take advantage of the fear and make some money. I think they are pretty confident too. Like the CEO Glenn Lurie, like he, I know he's the face of the company, but he still has full confidence moving forward. He said this kind of situation is actually what we're built for, right? And it kind of mirrors what our company does in the market. So, right. I feel good about it. Um, And you know, all the classic stuff that I've always had. I'm still. I sold. Sold all my gold. Oh yeah, would you so, sell your? So, sold my gold. So they did like a reverse split on my gold. So they did a reverse split, and it ended up. Uh, I think it was like trading it like, I want to say twenty something, and then they did a reverse split, and I had I ended up with like ten shares at like I think I sold them at ninety each. So that was a nice little profit. Uh, I mean, I just sit on it for about two and a half years, but that was a nice little profit. So and I'm uh, AMD. I still believe in AMD. We gotta put money in AMD. AMD, AMD is like just like if you're on like any Reddit investing board, like they'll tell you to invest in AMD. That's all they do. But I think it's the truth. I mean, I bought it at AMD uh, when I mean, who knows? Because it's at thirty now. Uh, but when I invested in AMD, I bought a bunch of AMD at like seventeen. 
Uh, I bought even more at 20. Uh, I've been slowly buying more and more. I haven't bought any in a minute, but uh, I'm way up. I mean, that's the bulk of my portfolio, my personal portfolio. Uh, now we have a stock, we have a, a hold my bread portfolio, which which I guess we should probably focus on that as opposed to our personal finance. Stuff, yeah, yeah. Maybe, well, this podcast will have its own por- separate for- portfolio. As of today, it is valued at. Drum roll, please. $341.34. Yes. Episode one, that's what we're starting with. We're going to build from there. Uh, so like we've mentioned before, we are going to we are gonna do a Patreon. Uh, that's going to come. We're going to have additional episodes. We're, we're going to try and do some live episodes. Uh, we are going to have some guests on. Maybe we'll do the guests. Maybe we'll do guest uh, episodes as premium content. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. But we'll figure this out. But we are going to do... The Patreon, and if you contribute to the Patreon, all the Patreon money, we are going to just invest. We're going to put it in this in the market, so we're going to make your money work. And I mean, the synchronous thing, like I went along with your trade. I also bought a share of it. I am a little concerned just because it's a tech company based in New Jersey. Yeah, it's yeah, like, very close. Yeah, we uh, we got computers, we got lasagna, uh, we got uh, <laughs> Bruce Springsteen bootleg t-shirts. <laughs> like, you're going to go to the business park and you know, this technology company we're investing in is going to be located next to a Marshalls in a batting cage. That's right. <laughs> it's near the Jersey Shore, you know, it's right on the shore. But there is the advantage of this if this stock you know, tanks. We can get in my girlfriend's Prius. We'll go down to Verrazano. We'll go to New Jersey, and we'll get some answers. That's right. I want answers. Uh, give them to me. Look what you've done to me. Look what you did to my boy. Yeah, I, I do like that. We'll do a, a Goodfellas, uh, you know, montage of us just whiffing bats and stuff and yeah. banging them on our hands. Yeah, like, don't you want to like? Try and intimidate someone over a sixty dollar investment for a podcast. <laughs> That's like, right. I know we're here to generate wealth, but like getting a goofy assault charge—that's why we're here. Exactly. It's all for the bit. All right. Um, you, you endangered our sixty dollars. We're endangering you. That's right. You think I got sixty dollars? You think it's a joke to me? It's not a joke. Um. Yeah. I um. What else? Yeah, I mean, we're going to try our best, but I do think we will probably just lose money on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good thing to put in the podcast. <laughs> Give us your Patreon money so we can lose it. Give us your money. Well, I mean, other other podcasts, they just use it to buy sandwiches. They use it to buy drugs. We're going to use it to place bets on companies we believe in and prove ourselves wrong. That's right. Also, uh, we're going to do some... You like to sports bet. We, this is not a sports betting podcast, but this is, I like this. I want this podcast to be about money in all its forms. So finance... Uh, as far as you know, the stock market. Uh, I'm getting. I'm trying to get more into uh, sports betting. <laughs> um, we could, you know, New Jersey has legalized sports gambling, so that just incentivizes us to go rough up this CEO. Exactly. <laughs> we'll stop off at a casino before we go and stop off at his business. <laughs> yeah, we'll place a bet. We'll rough up the CEO. It's really like what you would want to do with a Make a Wish. <laughs> what, fit as much of it as you can? Yeah, if you had 24 hours to live, you'd probably be like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to beat up a rich guy. I'd like to gamble. And then it would be like, oh, I'd like to wander on stage during a play and ruin it. <laughs> what, would you, what would you do if you had one day to live? Probably cry. Probably cry a lot. I'd be no, no, okay. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I Honestly, I would... Uh, well, you got to take you got to you got to get all your stuff in in order, right? You got to like get up all your passwords to people. Uh, no, you don't want anyone to have your passwords. That's the last thing you want. Yeah, but you got to delete your stuff and then give people your passwords. It's like we die, 
I die, and what happens to my money that's in the stock market? People just can't get to it? Okay, well, what what if you put it someplace secure where no one will find it, like... Like up my ass? No, just say it on the podcast right now. So that way, like, if anyone's lucky enough to listen, they can steal $2,000 from me. <laughs> like, we want to incentivize people to listen, so why don't... You know, the first person to listen, you know, 34 minutes into this podcast. Maria Hernandez Park, if you go to Maria Hernandez Park, underneath a bush, there's a lockbox. The lockbox contains all the passwords to all my stuff, including all the Wi-Fi passwords to all the places I've visited in Brooklyn. There's the uh, Chipotle. It's got all the passwords. That's what I'm leaving behind. I uh, One time I had a job at a, law, at a law firm, and I was like 19 years old, and they asked me, they were going to like... And they were like, we'll make a will for you. And it's like, oh, you're going to make a will for me. I'm 19. I have nothing. I have nothing to leave behind except for a list of Wi-Fi passwords and two grand in a lockbox and Maria Hernandez. Maria Hernandez. Yeah. There's also a handgun with one bullet. Come for the lockbox. Stay for the really disarming amount of homeless people. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, there's also a bunch of dogs there, you know? Yeah. There's areas of New York City that'll just never gentrify. It's impossible. But as a comedian, we have learned it's you don't want to make fun of a certain neighborhood on a podcast. Yeah, definitely not. Um, this is a big day, too, because if there's any returning listeners, which I hope there are, um, because I really love doing this. Po- I love doing the podcast before. I'm happy to be doing it again. But this is a big day because the there was an overarching uh, theme on the original podcast of MoviePass. Today, we're recording on the 14th. Today is the official day. MoviePass is dead. They're dead. R.I.P. to one of the greats. Yeah. Um, living in this past five years, I know someday I will be bouncing my grandkids on my knee during a prison to, a visit to me in federal prison, <laughs> and I will be telling them about the halcyon days of MoviePass. Amazing. What a dream. And you could tell, like, it was making everyone lose so much money. Like, they, like, I, the documentary that's going to come out about MoviePass is going to trounce both the Fire Festival docs. Oh, absolutely. You, uh, you hear the stories like the CEO is making like employees change users' passwords on them so they could stop seeing movies. <laughs> and they committed to the theaters they were going to reimburse them. So they just, when it became yeah. popular, there was probably like a two-day window where they're like, yeah. And then, like, then they got the first invoice from AMC and they're like, uh-oh. Yeah, oh, wow. Well, that's the thing, too, is, like, I heard multiple stories of people that had, um, he, people that had movie pass that were, that would not even, they would go to a movie, they would buy a ticket just to go to the bathroom and then leave. And it's like, the the movie pass people, they're paying for that, they're paying for that still. Like, they have to pay for that ticket. They they're just, probably paying for it now. They, oh, for sure they are. I mean, they're going to go, that company's going to go, I mean, Helios and Matheson is the company, and I cannot find them listed on... That's who they were the uh, parent company of MoviePass, and I cannot find them right now on the on these uh, on on Robinhood. So I don't know if that company's gone out of business or what. But uh, the death of MoviePass is today, and uh, it's wild that they went from millions and millions of subscribers to just utter ruin. Uh, what, what an What arc. do you think the last? So the person there will be the last MoviePass person viewing today. Pop? Someone's still got to be active. It's got to be there somewhere. I hope so. I mean, I definitely hope so. I, um, you know, get your money. People have definitely gotten their money's worth, uh, for sure. But those movie pass card. If you have a movie pass card, you frame it. I would love to. I want a movie pass card. Frame it. Uh, send it in. Send it to me. Give it to me. I want it. It's an. It's a relic. It's That'd like a, be sick. I. I have mine. I use it to pick locks. Yeah, that's I'm what, doing real estate. That's what it's got, good for. 
Um, yeah, Movie Pass is a re- it's like Blockbuster, except Blockbuster was successful for a long time, and Movie Pass burned out pretty quick. Yeah, I mean Blockbuster, they paid for the Miami Dolphins, the Florida Marlins, they won two World Series. Blockbuster was great. I love Blockbuster. It was awesome. I was so scared in Blockbuster, like I couldn't even walk past the Chucky movie box till I was like. 15. Oh, yeah, that was fun. I love the... Uh, I played all my video games through Blockbuster. You could even rent the console. That yeah. was the amazing part. I had a real Well, I was never mom, that poor. So, so I, I, I had to get my my video games from Blockbuster over a weekend. Oh, I, she, she was the first follower of Marianne Williamson. So, like, yeah, yeah. it was going to get into that. I just loved, like, you have a, we're having a sleepover. We're going to Blockbuster. We're getting two Nintendo 64 games. We're going to pick out three movies, popcorn, snacks. Let's go. Let's hit it. That was the best. And the, the stock market is cool because you get rewarded for believing in something early. Yeah. Like, my mom, 20 years ago, she went to see Marianne Williams in church every Sunday. She made her whole family go. She recruited people to go see Marianne Williamson. If that was like a stock, my mom would have had like Google. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, I don't know if Marianne Williamson is the Google of... of <laughs> I don't think she's the Google. She's probably the GeoCities because she's got that starry-ass background uh, she would use on yeah, everything. Exactly, yeah. the most neat... <laughs> Most poorly designed one is. <laughs> I do like that though. If if the candidates were uh, not to get political, but if the candidates were stocks, what do you think they would be? What is Andrew Yang? Andrew Yang is like a fancy. He's like a flashy. He's like one of those trendy stocks. He's probably AMD because he's just like he's going up. Everyone talks about him on Reddit and. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's very popular in like probably Silicon Valley. Oh, for sure. Uh, even though he's a big dork. No, he's cool. He likes the NBA. Yeah, he but he's like a SNL. big dork about it. He challenged Ted Cruz to a game of five on five. Really? Yeah. He beat the shit out of Ted Cruz. Nah, Ted Cruz can ball. Ted Cruz and Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel actually had the worst game of basketball of all time in a sold out arena. They played to eleven, and it took an hour and a half. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. So we do have a sponsor. We actually have a sponsor um, on the on the, for the first episode. This is the first episode. Uh, looking for an apartment rental in Brooklyn? It is tough to find. Uh, there are outrageous landlords, uh, insane demands, agents who wear cell phone holsters. Gross. Uh, luckily, Joel Wachowski is here to guide your way with nearly four years' experience. Joel Wachowski is a name you can trust with nearly two dozen satisfied clients. Two dozen. Joel Wachowski knows the way to take you home. Email joelw at nooklin.com and start your search today. This is a real ad. Uh, email Joel if you're looking for an apartment. Sounds like an upstanding guy. I'm sure he would appreciate your business. And I know he would. would recommend all the great taco places in the neighborhood. Absolutely. You're well, he's well-versed. He's well-versed in uh, in the neighborhood. He knows what places to eat. He knows the places to shop. So email joelw at nooklin.com. Thank you for sponsoring the show, Joel. Um, what we uh, we got a couple minutes left. What would you like to end on? What should we end our first episode on? Um, you have a few Wall Street stories of the week, and uh, let's go through them, and um, we'll sign off. You, you know, if you want to email in, tweet us. We will re- happily respond on the show. Yeah, e- if we're starting over. It's just going to be going through the news and signing off. Yeah, email uh, email in. If you have any stories, email us, holdmybread at gmail.com. Uh, follow us at uh, holdmybread on uh, Instagram. Uh, we're going to post some stuff there. And once the Patreon's up, we'll have the Patreon uh, stuff everywhere there. So that is, uh, there, there's that. But um, um, all right. Well, so unfortunately, I don't have a ton of uh, news stories, but I do have this. I just like this guy's name. You ever know, what does this name do for you? T Boone Pickens. Do you see this? 
Yeah. You know about this guy? Uh, I thought it was a famous country musician. And I, <laughs> I like texted everyone I know from Texas, like, "Hey, man, sorry about T Boone Pickens." <laughs> I saw T Boone Pickens at Bonnaroo one year. It was they were pretty good. <laughs> I think he scores a lot of the Robert Rodriguez movies. They hang out in Austin a lot. Like they're tight. He and uh, what's his name? God, the, the deep voice guy. James Earl Jones. No. Uh, Hillary Swank. No. <laughs> no, he's guy. He's a country singer. Uh, da- uh, James uh, Wait. Uh, Gregory Wait. Jarvis Jarvis. Wait, what's his name? Dave, not Dave Wait. Dave Wait, Cincinnati comedian. <laughs> not, oh, da- yeah. not Dave Wait. Uh, the guy, the singer, the guy that's he was in. He's in. He was in um, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Damn it, what's his name? Buster Scruggs. <laughs> what's that guy's name? James God. Gandolfini. No. There we go. Tom. So, of course, this is our Wall Street news segment. Well, T- Matt, Matt Baggins is just struggling to name an actor. No, well, T. Boone Pickens Jr., the swashbuckling Texan oil and gas entrepreneur, storied life, cast him in this desperate role of corporate raider. He passed away. He's dead. 91 years old. I just thought it was interesting. He's like one of the, he's like a different he's a whole different generation. I'm obsessed with like old money like that. Old money it exists and like once you have a certain amount of money, wealth generates wealth. Like yeah, I'm one hand about, washes the other. Like I mentioned, like even like having fifty thousand dollars, whatever stashed away, like that's my student loan payment every month. Like I've not put any money towards my student loans. I just take what I make and I put it towards my yeah. I didn't even have student loans. I didn't go to college, so I went to college, and it was a bad decision. Yeah, so I don't even have any, you know, uh, I don't even have any bills to be paying. But I just think uh, T Boone Pickens is great. Um, he has a you quote. Think he, what do you think is great about him? I think he's rich. I think he's old. I think he's dead. Uh, he's got a great name. What did he own? Um, he uh, owned Mesa Petroleum Company. Mesa Petroleum Company. Uh, as his financial vehicle, Gulf, he's uh, big in Gulf Oil, Phillips Petroleum, and un, uh, Unical? Uniqlo. You no. Know. T. Boone Pickens founded Uniqlo. <laughs> Uniqlo. He brought skinny jeans to the populace of both Japan and the United States, and we understand why he's such an influential figure. I mean, he took uh, people, he's a lot of hostile takeovers. He sound, he, People don't often describe you as swashbuckling when you're a nice guy, so... Uh, he sounds like he was pretty ruthless, but you could swashbuckling like open a door for an old lady, cut across a lobby, open for it. But is T Boone Pickens that so that wealthy? He's so wealthy. If he's that wealthy, why can't he afford a first name? T Boone Pickens. <laughs> T T Boone. Well, you know, um, I don't know that, that name. Uh, I don't who knows what the T stands for. I don't. Mister Pickens. The decades later, Mister P- was again by 2002 thanks to commodities he is uh fund he headed his personal fortune climbed past 200 million dollars 200 million dollars in 2002 pretty sweet yeah i mean it just sounds like he's the bad guy from the musical oklahoma yeah it does actually t boone pickens come around the mountain um yeah i don't know i had a busy week i didn't really get to read about this i'm sorry but it's okay t boone pickens Dead. So, so, so that, not forgotten. <laughs> so that is our uh, Wall Street news uh, and happening segment. Well, Moon Pickens is dead. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you this about this podcast. Technically, it exists. Yeah. No, this is a good first episode back. Okay. So, what are our handles? Uh, at hold my bread on uh, Instagram. Uh, at Matt Packers sucks on Instagram. Holdmybread at gmail.com. 
Um, I am at the Walkowski on Twitter. I'm at Joel Walkowski on Instagram. Uh, follow me. I do weekly NFL pick videos that are a lot of fun. And, you know, I had to cancel my dates because I realized they were on the same time as my cousin's wedding that I'm hosting. So if you're coming to Michigan, come watch me host my cousin's wedding October 3rd. Yeah. Support. Uh, Thanks for listening. Subscribe. Share the podcast. We're going to... This is the first episode. One of many. So... See you next week, folks. Bye. T-Boone Pickens, R.I.P.